Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Bird. What's up, man? Great to meet you, dog. You know how we do it, man. I know you be traveling, doing your thing. Give me a go. I need a, uh, an intro to you for my show. So get your radio. If you can't take the heat, nah, that's too cliche. My man DJ Slicks always do it his way. From the base of the valley, he always put it down with the street level thumps and the underground sound. You can find him on the dot com, Soul Kitchen Radio. Take it to your favorites, man, that's the best way to go. From the up and coming to the vet on the grind. You find the music that to stimulate your mind. Is it a sign of the times when the clock strikes 11 and Slicks starts to repping with him easy in a session? One time I missed a Monday but didn't really trip. I just subscribed on iTunes and downloaded quick. With a click or a tap, he's bound to get you right on your desktop connect with your handheld device. So your cousin and your friend about the hottest show with Slick Rick and my show, Soul Kitchen Radio. You haven't heard Soul Kitchen Radio, and let me tell you, Soul Kitchen Radio, Slick Rick and my show, Soul Kitchen Radio, Big Old Maisie, Soul Kitchen Radio, Crazy Ball Heads Down with Soul Kitchen Radio. Tell your grandma this is Soul Kitchen Radio. You are now tuned to Soul Kitchen Radio, New Music Monday, Soul Kitchen. Radio. So, Kitchen Radio, what's up? It's your man Rick Camacho. We're back again. We've been tweeting about this today. We're talking about rap beef. Rap beef. That's right. We got a whole. We got some stuff jumped off in the Bay Area within the last couple weeks. So, we're gonna talk about that. And then we're gonna go into classic rap beef. You know, so it's not all about about us, but we're gonna go into some classic stuff today. We got Omizi. Is on the line. What's up, Omizi? What it do, man? Happy Labor, Happy Labor Day to everybody. Chilling, making it happen. What's up? What's up? What's up, Rick? Yeah, Happy Labor Day, man. Also, uh, also we got Vitani. How do you say Vitani Banquish? Vitani Banquish. Vitani Banquish is in the studio with me today, man. So he's gonna be. We're gonna talk about a little rap. He's gonna talk about his his stuff. You know, he's 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 pulling out from Gorilla Milk. Gorilla Milk. You you pulling out? You going by your on your own? He's going on his own from Gorilla Milk to uh to Vatani Vanquish, man. It's gonna be a great show. But you know, we always gotta come with a uh with a hip hop classic. And today I can't I haven't I couldn't choose a better classic than than what I chose here, man. Because today is the is a ten year anniversary since we lost since we lost Kugnut. You know, January eleventh, nineteen sixty eight to September fourth. 2001 in uh in a car accident in in Daly City. Um I could say that that me and Kugna, we knew each other. We had we had each other's pagers number back in the day. You know, I, I hooked him up with a show one time. He came out to stack. And uh and Omizi, what what kind of history you got with Kugna? Do you, you ever get a chance to meet him? I I, pre, I I probably met everybody in the industry except for him. You know what I'm saying? To be real, that's the only dude I really don't have no Real mem- uh, memories locked in, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, rest in peace to him. I know uh, he obviously a, a Bay legend, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just, I, I, if, if, if all those people that I run into, they all say cool enough was this and that and the other. So I'm riding with it, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace all day. Yeah, let me tell my story real quick. Uh, uh, when he got mad at me one night, <laughs> I threw a show for him at SAC. You know, you know the Galleria right there on uh, – by by what's that? Fifty business fifty, the Galleria right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> I threw a show right there, and and Kugno was a headliner, 
But on my flyer, I gave everybody fucked up directions so nobody showed up. Wow. <laughs> that was like the worst ever. And he he still performed for like the 20, 30 people that was there. But but damn, he was like, he was like Rick, what the fuck, dude? What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do your due diligence. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it like that. It was, but man, but Kuno was a cool dude, man. And and after that, we we kept talking. We was gonna do some more stuff together, and then, uh, you know, and then you know how now people you don't see somebody for hell, especially in the rap game. You you know somebody, but you don't see them for hella long. You know, you don't even talk to them for hella long, but you know you know each other, right? And that's kind of how uh, me and him were. You know, and uh, in fact, that's. I think that's that's just the game in general. That's how me and you were until until we hooked up on this show, and we still ain't seen each right. other in years. Yeah, that's real talk. Yeah, some so people, some people, some dudes is just authentic, man, and you know sometimes you you meet some authentic people, you know what I'm saying, and and you know y'all think alike to some degree, you know what I mean, you know like Forty say, it's a lot of people that's rare like steak, so you know, right. you know what I mean, so steak and current like that. That's right. So. So, so Vitani Banquish is in the house. So he's he's a youngster. So what you know about IMP and Kugna? Candy cane. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. This is our hip hop classic for today. We're talking about rap beef. Seven one four six nine four forty one fifty. Follow us on Twitter at Soul Kid Radio at Big Omizi at Vitani Banquish. And if you don't know how to spell it, go to my go to my line because he's on there. So Kitchen Radio right now. Here we go. This is a tribute. R.I.P. Coognut. Here's another hip-hop classic. Taking you back to the old school. On Soul Kitchen Radio. On Soul Kitchen Radio. On Soul Kitchen. Excuse me, sir. Do you believe rap music is the cause of violence in the city of San Francisco? Man, I really don't think rap music is the cause of it, man. It's the media. Did you know in 1989, street violence in San Francisco has risen to an all-time high? Man... I ain't even tripping off that man because I live on the street. You know what I'm saying? I'm down with the street. Do you live here in San Francisco? That's right. I'm from the 415 IMP. Excuse me, sir. What is your name? What is your name? What is your name? My name? Cool nuts. Rap Massive. Plotting in my mansion. Dressed in black. That rap king of fast and taking out Larry. Ooh, rhyming fairy. Sucker that scary. Nuts not a sucker. I never can be back. Your barbara Roger gets flapjacked. Rhythm flowing in my bloodstream, rhyming like a rap king, back a fool. Don't even take a swing, bite me, lock like a big bull, like a sick dumb fool, boy. I'm from the new school crew. I thought that you knew. Coolness rising, surprising and advising true. Game knowledge from my brain. I might be sick, but I'm not insane. I keep thoughts cooking on the grill. They might be done. Let me take a quick feel. They're not ready, so let me keep flowing. Get my mic flowing from these lyrics and straight blowing. Down, you suck at MCs like a tornado, knocking out trees. I'm not playing, so listen what I'm saying. Suck and talk shit, it's going to be a strain. Late in the night, I'm creeping with a matter dog. You want to battle? Then battle real hogs. Battle it, no, we can't settle it. Ten paces strike, we're going to have to handle it. You're not with it, I'm looking at your face. I'm loading my Uzi, you better leave the place. Real, real quick, I knew you was a trick. Try to diss a nut. I thought you knew I'm sick, sick, near from a kingpin, battle with my first win, spray you with my match and scam, <laughs> get the fuck out, that's scam, I fuck you up, that's scam, that's scam, 
in your bed. 45 pointed, dead at your head, that's scandalous. Narsh with your place, searching for dope. They didn't find a trace, that's scandalous. Him for a beat, where at? And ain't 50 with no barely scandalous. Scandalous, 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 ill man, rolling with me, C-O-U-G-N-U-C, that's scandalous. Everything I say, you know that it's final, that's scandalous. Rolling for a gang, chasing out a bank, poppy heavy, strapped like an army tank. The year is the 80s, we're dipping Mercedes, being dubbed. Flippin' crazy, the top is down, I'm ready to clown, you ain't from here, I think you better leave town quick. Say what? That's down. Real quick. Say what? That's down. Wake up. Oh, you get fucked, bro. Real quick. Say what? Down. What the fuck is say what? Real quick. Say what? Under what my season You fuck my bitch Let it be the reason You get mad boy What you wanna do You can't box Without the whole crew I'm down A first round knocker Praised by many Like the great King Shaka Zulu Never touch voodoo I smoke ganji yeah, I'm true to Getting paid You feds can't touch C I'm legit So why are you watching me Across the street Surveillance out a window Watching Max Faces Drop a top on his You think I'm dealing But the studio's are you tripping? Because I got a beeper. That's the plug to hook up one sponsored. You want a dope case? Come to my concert. Straight raid, rest through the doors. You better bust us before it hits the record stores. Keep moving, cause I demand this. Stay hyped on my jam. That's damn. That's damn. R.I.P. to my man, Coognut. Man, 10 years later. R.I.P. Coognut. On the phone also, we got the legendary... Ray Love. Ray, what's up, man? What's happening, man? Man, I just caught the tail end of it, man. We was at Mac Mall House yesterday listening to that. You know what I mean? Man. Doing it big. I love that scandalous, man. That was me and Tupac's favorite song, man. Yeah, you know, that that, that was definitely one of my favorites from uh, from Coognut. So, R.I.P. Coognut on his 10th year. And he rest in peace. 100, man. Miss you, dude. Miss you, Coognut. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Thanks for calling in, Ray, man. I'm glad we got we we on a uh we on a touchy subject today. We're talking about beef, rap beef. Uh most notably the the shit that popped off here in the Bay, uh, with with, with Messi Marv and Too Short and then J T jumped in it and and he was saying some shit about Mr. Fab and all kinds of other stuff. Uh what what do you know what what kind of background do you know about this this whole beef? I mean, man, I, I can't speak on any any specifics, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's probably something a little deeper that only the, the participants know about. I will say this, though. I feel like, you know, we've got a lot of issues right now in the Bay, right? And the cold part about it is that each one of the people involved carry weight with, with the youth, you know what I mean, with the, with the young cats. Man, like a, a few months ago, we, uh, you know, we brought Deshaun Jackson to McClyman. And um, it was like, you know, they said it had a 70% dropout rate, and I, I couldn't believe it. And when I got there, it was like 250, 300 kids. And they were so juiced just to see us, though. They couldn't believe that we came out there just to see these few 250, 300 kids. But we went because it, with, with the majority of the school dropping out, I wanted to know what was special about these particular kids right here. And I, I thought about it with all this energy that we put into tearing each other down. Whatever our personal issues is, man, most of us are street cats. We know how to get off a line. 
get off of Twitter and Facebook or whatever and deal with each other on the direct and however that go down and go down. But, man, all that energy could be put into something way more giant. And the Bay is not eating like like it was. The Bay is not, you know, getting the kind of shine, and is this the kind of shine that we want. But like I said, man, I know everybody involved, you know what I mean? All them dudes is like, you know, I go way back with. You feel me? Yeah, it's, it's like, like watching your two brothers fight. That's what it's like. To, it's like watching your two brothers fight with each other. And, you know, you're you like, why the hell are you guys even fighting? You know, it's, it's you guys aren't, aren't in it for the same thing. You know, so I mean, like I, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's like you know, we all still is from from a, a situation where everybody is jockeying for power and fighting for their position and fighting just to eat and different things. And you don't know what the genesis of any of this shit is. What I'm saying, I guess, what my my main point is, is that man, I think I, I love the fact that we prepared to fight for what we believe in, but maybe we need to prioritize. You know what I mean? What, what we what we prepared to fight for first? You know what I mean? Is this is this the time and the place for this sort of thing, man? Or should we be doing something more with that energy? You feel me? Uh, from folks of mine, cold blood, he got together and, and put together this benefit for this little girl. She has cancer in San Francisco. Hella people were supposed to be on it. Some Frisco cats, uh, me, um, like uh, short. Hella people were supposed to be on it. And then it didn't end up going through, but they changed the time and the date of it. You know what I mean? Trying to raise some money. So took all that street energy, and we about to do something positive with it. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I think that'll, that'll be uh, – that's what really what the Bay need right now. Right, right. Go ahead. You was going to say something uh, uh, on me? Nah, um, you know, because I can't – you know, I came up under – I came up under all y'all. I came up under, you know what I'm saying – Drew down for it, like, be legit, like, you know, the the power structure, you know what I'm saying, Ray Love, you know what I'm saying, y'all, y'all right. all, at one, you know, everybody, everybody is friends in my eyes, like, you know, it's just like uncles, for me, it's like watching my uncles fight, it's like, oh, they argue, but let something happen, they all, you know what I'm saying, they all friends at the end of the day, so when they argue, you, you, when you, when, when they argue, you expect them to make up anyway, ain't nothing gonna happen, I, in my eyes, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm under... I'm under trying to make my way up. Y'all the pillars, y'all the pillars of the Bay, period, of Northern Cali, period. So when y'all argue, it's like watching your uncles argue, and y'all going to make up eventually. So it's just a waiting. I'm just waiting it out. And then eventually it'll go away. If You you know, time to heal, uh, heal it, eventually we just have to wait it out. You know, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's funny about what you just said, man, because basically what you were saying was giving, giving some perspective. To the situation that yeah, even though they everybody have issues and they beefing, you know what I mean. It's still you know if some shit happen and cats will come together. Well, I got some perspective over the last week. You know what I mean. I, I um, had an asthma attack last Monday. Ended up in the hospital for three days. And being in the hospital, I you know I've been hustling real heavy all year, just smashing. I'm up at six in the morning. I grind till two a.m. You know what I mean? And sleep in between two and six, and then that's it. We back at it again. But being, having that time in the hospital on my back did give me a little bit more perspective. You know what I mean? Because at the end of this day, if you die today, are you doing what you want to be remembered for? You know what I mean? You feel me what I'm saying? It's like, Joe, right. are you really putting it out there and representing right now how if this was your last 
moments on the earth, people will say, man, dude went out doing X, Y, and Z. And, and think about that, for real. Y'all and spent, that's like, like maybe, maybe that's why I feel like this. You, you spent, cast, cast like, cast uh, like um, all y'all put in major work in the 90s, like tremendous work, like tremendous street work, tremendous, you know, getting with, Getting with labels, getting you know, what I'm saying like really putting down demonstrations. So, so at the in it, it's, it's twenty twelve, it's twenty twenty eleven, twenty twelve coming in. Is the, the whole structure about to get way worse? It's really about to be a drought in the streets. So obviously, people are going to bicker, but there is always strength in unity and strength in numbers. Like I don't know if you got to, if everybody should do one big ass compilation. And everybody righteously just just you know drop everything and make and, and do it like that and, and do some shows and bring it all the way all together like the click and everybody every, just everybody just one big because everybody need one big hug I feel you know what I'm saying and but I feel you, like well, you know what yeah but something like but, that like a like a big show or something like that the sad part is something like that wouldn't happen because. Because nah, 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 because the factors, the factors, real, real factors, man. You know what I mean? Uh, the real generals should be able to or- orchestrate it and make it go down, as long as everybody communicate. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying communication is the key, man. It's always the key. It's always a misunderstanding. There's no emotion in the text. It could be the smallest thing that it sets something off. When if you pick up the phone sometimes and, and talk it out, it, then you know what I mean. So I just feel like communication. I'm a great communicator. I just feel like. If we communicate about it, even either at the end of the day we're gonna know it's on on site or it's going or it's, or we can make peace. But at the end of the day still try try to make it better. That's all I'm saying. Like he said like Ray Love said, it takes a lot of energy to funk and go through all that, you know what I mean? Especially you know, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta write, you gotta record, you gotta go in a vocal booth, you gotta you know what I'm saying? All that you know. Well traditionally like, traditionally everybody know that funk never bring money. Matter of fact, funk chase money away, man. Like right. in the rap game, you know, even if you do make a little money in the beginning when you first start coming at dudes and everything, eventually that money is gonna dry up and you're gonna be stuck with just war. You feel me? Okay, I, I feel that. You know what I think will will probably work uh, uh substantially better? is that the Bay used to buy its own stuff. It didn't matter whether I liked you personally. If whoever dropped the CD, oh, that's some hot shit from EPA. I'm going to get that. That's some hot shit from uh, Sal Vallejo. Uh, that, okay, I'm getting that from the hillside. I'm getting I'm getting this over here from North Richmond. We would buy with each other and spin with each other. So we had our own little baby economy, and we got away from that. We got to the point where we like, oh, I don't like them dudes. I don't like that city. I don't like what they represent, where they coming from, so I'm not buying it no more. So now we at the point where ain't nobody really buying nobody's stuff. Nobody's actually supporting what it is that we say we love to do and, and what we represent. And so all that's left is, like, a lot of the beef shit. You feel me? Or a lot of the uh, everybody is competing to get on the radio. Instead of instead of making the kind of songs that people need to hear, we, we kind of just, everything is so mechanical now. You know what I mean? And it's predictable. To be very honest with you, Beef Records has been around since the beginning of hip-hop music. And, and in the Bay Area, we kind of always took it a, a lot more serious maybe than most places. You know what I mean? We, so we, we wasn't super heavy with the battle shit. But this type of shit, is, to me, is never proven to be healthy for the, for, uh, 
for the art form when you're dealing with street music. Yeah, I mean, if you're dealing with two battle hip-hop rappers, that's one thing. If you're dealing with cats from the street, then this shit don't always stand out good. So I, me, myself, right. I would prefer to, man, let's get money together. Yeah, you know, it, feels, it feels weird that, it, that it's here in the Bay Area. And, you know, cause we hear about it a lot. We, You know, we got a glimpse of it with the Tupac Biggie. But we hear it when we watch Beef. We watch KRS-One and Nelly and, and, uh, and Eminem versus Rick Ross and Nick Cannon and all that stuff. But when it's right here at home, it's different. It almost makes you not want to fuck with it. But, but you hear it. <laughs> yeah. So we went out there. You know, we want to we want to see what everybody thinks, and and I'm gonna play the records because I'm gonna play and 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 let you know off top. Soul Kitchen Radio is not on anybody's side. We on the Bay side. We want this shit to be squashed. <clears throat> it shouldn't even be it shouldn't even be happening in our eyes. But but we are gonna play the records just to just to put them out there. I mean, as like I said, everybody is grown men. They know what they're doing on one level or another. They 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 prepared to. To, you know, do what it is that they feel as though they need to do. And I mean, there's been times in, in my career where I felt as though that I had to, I had to address certain things. And I, 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 you know what I mean. I wasn't listening to what anybody else had to say about it. You know what I mean. But hopefully, you know, like I said, once we get ourselves a little bit together on the collective, then it, it'll be a lot less maybe need for that maybe because a lot of what they're talking about is that, you know, there is some kind of disparity between uh, the, what we used to have and what we have now and who has opportunity and who doesn't have opportunity and whose fault it is. And, you know what I mean? It all still is coming down to dollars and cents, bro. You know what I mean? We need to get our money on for real. Like, we really need to interact with each other. And one thing we can do is by, you know, not just supporting, just support the scene in general. You know what I mean? Start spending like you used to spend for some things that you, you know, for some for some music and stuff like that. We get so much free music on our uh, Twitters and Facebook and everything that people are sending to you that you don't even have a chance to want to go buy a record. Right, right. That's and I noticed I noticed you you do it different, right? You just send your music to to people who gonna who gonna support you to get other people to buy that shit, and I like that. Well. So. Well, you know what the thing is? Is that we really just started making records. We said this. However many people, let's say it's 5,000 people who support us in our email list. We're going to make those 5,000 people hella happy. We're going to make records just for them. You know what I mean? We're not going to trip off of who we're not getting. We're going to focus purely on the people that we are getting, right? right? And we told them, look, we'll give you free music. And and the thing is, is because I just started a management company, so I I have all this eclectic group of artists. I got a 12-year-old boy genius. He signed to Deshaun Jackson's record label, Nyko, Layla's son. You know what I mean? I'm managing him. I have my younger brother. He's 24. He's from Baltimore. He's doing his thing. You know what I mean? And he, he make you know, a lot of good radio kind of rap street type of, that's his kind of like audience. So we always have something unique to give people. And I feel like building that fan base, that, that is what it's all about. Same thing that you're doing with, with uh, Soul Kid. You feel me? It's right, like right. having that shit out there where people just, they want to rock with you. They want to hear what you have to say and you bring in the issues that's important to them. Right. And Ray right, Love, this, you never return my tweet. Right. You didn't return my tweet when I said we want to uh, I want to organize a Ray Love takeover on Soul Kitchen Radio with you, Deshaun Jackson, Jack Pride, Layla, everybody. You guys just take the throne for two hours 
and play your music That'd and do it. That'd be great. Too. That would be that man. That would be what's up, bro. Because I I'll bring in a bunch of surprises, man, for real. Like I, I I really I I've been uh, digging doing radio lately, man. I started doing um I actually did talk radio some shit for Clear Channel, and right. it was the first time you know I ever did something like that besides like in our form, which is hip hop, which is a little bit more free and comfortable. But man, I did it. It was a trip, and it's it's definitely something that um I think talk radio for our audience like what we're doing right now is is necessary. There's right. nothing like it for real. Before before the last couple of years with, you know, the boom and the whole Internet thing, man, there wasn't no talk radio for real for our audience. There wasn't. You know, when I fell in love with talk radio, I used to listen to, uh, the it was a 107.9, I think it was, and it was like a talk radio FM station. And it was just all talk radio all day. And they got rid of that yeah. station. So, you know, I wanted to bring something something that I could just talk on and, and talk shit and post my views and, and you know, and, and support my support my friends that, that are in music and all that stuff. And that's why I started this. And that's where, you know, and that's why we come down to, that's why we handle topics like this, like uh, like this beef topic that we're coming on right now. So, you know, so this, let's get into this. We're going to talk Ray Love in a second. We're going to talk about, uh, we got some, some stuff with Omizi. Omizi got some, some some things he's he's gonna talk about. We're also gonna get into some more classic beefs right now. Seven one four six nine four forty one fifty. That's the number if you want to call in. Ray Love's on the phone. Omizi's Omizi's on the phone. Patani Vanquish is in the studio. And let's check out this Messi Marv, this class of eighty four. Tell us what you think, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna play that too short. Now where you at? Where you at? Doing right here. Soul Kitchen Radio. Check it out. Nigga history. 
I can tell you who. Born a man. No bad Life niggas. Life is too short. One bad dog in the house. No bad niggas. Yeah, nigga. Okay. Short to pin. No bad niggas. I tell. One bad nigga. Got a whole catalog without no motherfucking bad niggas. Without a deal I put on for the town. You was being homeboy and I'm now. Nigga was smacking mine. Cheating racks on my living room table.
And basically, a part of what the conversation was is that if you throw that word around, you opening it up for somebody like a V Nasty or whoever to come in and feel comfortable throwing that word around, right? So if you on there talking about fuck too short, fuck messy Mars, this, that, and this, and so, man, then you got all kind of squares and sideline people. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm Jumping exactly. in, taking it to the term power, going in, right. saying things that is completely inappropriate. And that's what right. I mean by all of us in some way escalating this thing or being complicit in escalating it. Because, you know what I mean? Right, right. no, you know what? You got, you got white kids from Iowa jumping in, like, you know what I mean, calling uh, such and such right. a this, such and such a this. Things that we don't do in the streets, like we shouldn't do. But, I mean, right. man. You know you what? Know, and nobody... And nobody and nobody is gonna teach those kids about too short except for us. You feel me? Because they know they may know too short by blow the whistle, or they might know forty by telling when they go. But if they do do they do diligence and, and check the YouTube's and see that they got fifteen twenty albums out, then they won't feel as comfortable saying, "Oh, I shouldn't really be talking to this dude like this." This dude. Really got people that care about him, and I'm just sitting on my computer saying "fuck him" or "fuck him" and talking to this talking to this grown ass man. Like, like I heard this song. You know what I'm saying? I heard this song. I feel like I'm tough now. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm saying these are these dudes is real fixtures. You know what I'm saying? You know, and they and they taking their followers with them. You know, and they go at it. So that shows that shows what we don't want. You know what I'm saying? Is is that just like you said the tag alongs the the, you know what I mean? That you know that's gonna ride for whatever without even looking at the other person saying, "Nah, somebody got to be the level-headed one in every in every beef." We the level heads, basically. I feel it is what it is. We got to put it out there. You can't be you can't walk on eggshells. You can't you know be like, "Oh man, I'm treading lightly," even though I got to tread lightly because you know I consider short. I should consider everybody my friend, and you know I'm always the neutral guy. But I could I could still say. Man, you know, and say I wish they was doing a song together, and it was and it was blown and it was blasted off all across the globe, and and it was a big tour pop, and then I could say then that that would be to be more to be more productive to me, but it's not a perfect world, and it is what it is, and eventually they'll work it out. I know they will because I've seen I've seen worse, and people work it out. So it's for me to you know, it's not like other people think it'd be elevated like. You got one dude in the in the car ready waiting for somebody to walk outside, and then he gonna let him have it. Don't nobody want to miss. Don't nobody want to say R.I.P. Mess, or nobody want to say R.I.P. Too Short. So stop even acting like it's that elevated. And you know what I'm saying? And, and it's music right now. Along with it's music right now, it's good. That's hip hop. That's why we. That's why when we decided to do the show, we was like, man, rap. We got these other songs. We got the DJ Quick. You know what I'm saying? Song when he was going at MCA, that's hip hop. You got all, you know, you got all these. You got when uh, Ice Cube was going at at NWA, that's hip hop. Like this is the, you know, the bridge is over. That's hip hop until it goes a step forward, like Tupac and Biggie. You know what I'm saying? So we saying we doing this show today to say that just you know, rap, you know, people rappers going at each other. That's hip hop. That's how the craft. That's how people battle. You know, they when they when 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 rap battles go, you know, occur. You know they get, they do they, they do they do diligence and they and they do their research on the person and they go for the jugular and they got the crowd cheering for them and that's hip hop so we just speaking yeah, on I that wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't compare this to to Tupac and Biggie though I mean Tupac and Biggie started with a hot one it started with with gunshots and then it worked its way backwards 
you know what I mean, to that point. This didn't start off like that. This started off with, you know, some words, man. And really, to be honest with you, Twitter is kind of like a trip to me because it's the first medium, the first time I ever seen where people could just say anything to each other and feel cool with that. In the streets, where I come from, even, you know what I mean, like, man, back when I was young, it was like, man, you say certain things to a cat, you're going to have to back that up. Yeah, you know I mean, right. if I don't could say, call yeah. you all type of bitches and, or whatever. And, and, and I'm old school cats, we still feel like that. You know, we still feel right. like that. That's shit, why we're not going to come on this show talking shit about nobody because cause we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need to. You know, we're not. Yeah, like, don't, don't, say none, don't say nothing about nobody that you won't say to their face. That's all right, I'm saying. Right, right, exactly. That, well, that's, that's, but, but the whole Twitter is like that. The whole purpose of Twitter is where people just get shit off on one another and they never have no intention of seeing you backing it up or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, what, what, makes it, what makes it comical is, like, a, a cat can blow up your timeline, though. He could just he could just be killing your timeline, and, and all you got to do is, is, like, eat it if you don't never have no chance at seeing this dude. But, I mean, I guess, you know, whatever, man. Like, you know, I, you know I would what, hope you know that what, it would to be. To be honest with you, if you really want, if you really want to stop it, as soon as the first, uh, I mean, it is what it is. If people gonna hate, they gonna hate. But just block their ass. You know what I'm saying? Block their ass. Don't add no. You know, too short. As soon as too short fired back, it was it was on and popping. If, but you know what I'm saying? I, I just if you sit there and, and somebody just hits you with a people, people like Barack Obama, dude. Barack Obama got he got about two million and two million. I don't know how he got hella uh, followers, but I guarantee you he probably get about fifty thousand. Fuck you, niggers. You this. You suck. Like all day. But if he was to hit, just hit one, hit one, one day and just be like, "Fuck you, bitch," then everybody'd be like, "Holy shit!" Barack Obama is oh, yeah. back. The person that says, "Fuck you, bitch," it's on and popping. You just <laughs> bought that person two, two hundred, three hundred thousand followers, and now it's a beef between Obama and this dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got, real talk, you got to just keep it pushing. Somebody say something, he just nuke that shit, and keep it going. You know what? You know what? I don't block people. I don't try to stop people from saying <clears throat> whatever it is that they want. When we was doing pushing the bay. People could put whatever comments they wanted on there. What I would do is I would ask, you know, I would ask a lot of cats, like, man, don't be on there gangbanging. You know that the, like, the feds and everybody's reading this. Why are you on there saying X, Y, and Z? But as far as you could say fuck Ray Love all day, you know what I mean? You could really feel like, you know what I mean, you don't like me and that's your prerogative. How I equate it is like this. I remember my younger brother got into a fist fight with a cat because, he said Ray Love was the best rapper in the world, and the other cat thought somebody else was. They end up getting in a thump. So I told him, I'm like, man, that's like football players. How you going to tell me that uh, Jerry Rice is not the best wide receiver in the world? So I'm going to thump with you about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? People got their opinion. Right. Some people right. don't think Scarface is the best rapper that ever lived. <laughs> So right, well, but, but 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 see but see you got your you know if you got your, you you mind if somebody minding their own business and they doing their own thing and they got their own fan base and they and they and they on their own little track and then this and that little part like people I, you see you go on World Star you see people you know saying they got their video up they juice they happy you know what I'm saying they, or they just cast out or whatever get their video on there you know next you know they go through the the comments and, and everybody like before they even look at it or listen to it they like oh it ain't you know going in that's not your motivation 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm getting a lot of echo on there. Are you are you listening to the show? Are you listening to the show, nah, Ray, on your on your computer? Nah, I'm I'm not listening to it right now. Nah, I shouldn't be getting okay, no so echo. That, that's the echo. So all right, we're gonna get right back. We're gonna let's go into some classic stuff right now. This is probably probably well, one of the most classic one of the most classic beef songs right here ever. And and we just talked about it, this uh the Tupac and Biggie stuff. We're gonna go back in the time real quick. So one and and it's gotta be one of the best songs that most of us have ever heard because everybody <laughs> loves the song. So Let's get right into it. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. We're going to be right back. Ray Love's on the phone. Big old Meezy. Fratani Vanquish is in the house. Let's check it out. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. Here we go. What's up? This is Sean Jackson, Philadelphia Eagles, and you listen to Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. I ain't okay. got no motherfucker. So I fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Westside, bad boy killers. You know who the real is, niggas. We bring it to First of all, fuck your Use a beat biter, a pop style taker. I tell you to your face, you ain't shit but a faker. 
Soul Kitchen Radio, we're back. That's a couple of diss songs right there. Ray, how do you feel about that Chino Excel one? That was Chino Excel. Man, Chino Excel, all right, man. Yeah, it's, that shit's over. It's a long time ago, so I keep my opinions to myself, I guess. <laughs> but that's just that's what I mean by, like, you know, uh, beat music sometimes is, is uh, it's almost comical, like WWF. You know what I mean? Back right, when we right. were, I guess WWE now 
it's like, man, I, I don't even believe cats raps and stuff no more. You know what I mean? I think we should keep it a lot more like lighthearted competition because the streets, is, everybody on this phone know that the streets is really real, man. You know right. what I mean? Cats is getting it every day over a lot less than what's being said in, in most of these rap songs. You know what I mean? Serious business. You know what I was just uh, talking to my sister about? I'm over here. My big sister is Yanni from Thug Life. She was the only girl in Thug Life. You know what I mean? Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. Yeah, yeah, man. She, uh, you know what she said? She said, if, if you know, if, think if these cats would get together. And how would, like I said, we was at McClyman and there's hundreds of kids, 750 kids dropped out of that school. Do you think if they rode through the streets of Oakland, they could probably get 100 kids to go back to school? Or rode through the streets of any ghetto, any neighborhood? Man, imagine what the young cats would do just to see them together. They'd yep. be like, man, what, what you want us to do? Man, okay, yeah, I think we're going to do this now and make some shit cool that's really cool instead of just like, man, come on, man. It's enough negativity every day. To where it's like it's okay if you feel as though you got to get off on a cat and, and get it off your chest, but you know after you get it off your chest, get it off your chest and leave it there. You know what I mean? He do what he do. You got to have other other business going on, and I really think it comes down to economics, dollars and cents. If there was more of us uh, uh, eating, more of us interacting, you know what I mean? But we also have to take responsibility for ourselves. You can't blame someone else for keeping you from eating. But if you but 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 you know what we are we in a recession we in a recession in general uh, music I mean as far as labels you know I, I'm I'm looking at all the you know label you know people that work at Sony getting laid off a whole bunch of you know record mm-hmm. getting laid off so the industry in and of itself is in a recession you know what I'm saying you got people you know that's supposed to do this that's doing this whatever what have you so. You know, it's like, what do you? There's only so much that people could do that with the power. If you see the people, I look at it like this: if the people with the power, like as far as I'm talking about, in the majors, man, they they throwing everything at the kitchen sink, and they still not getting the numbers that they expecting. So it's like, if they can, if they are in that situation, what is, what is what do you think that can really be done? It's just the industry. It's the industry in general, don't you think? Okay, yes and no. I mean, the industry can only do so much in terms of its its previous business model. The way that it approached the entertainment business was to take everything and leave nothing, right? So you got major labels. If you were to go into a bank and you say this, you know what, I need a loan for a million dollars. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a loan for a million dollars, but we're going to charge you 29% interest on that loan. You'll be like, oh, my God, man, they robbing me. This is some racism, right? But now you walk right. into a major label and you say, man, we need a million dollars. And they say, okay, we want 90% of the money that comes in, and all the money that we give you has to be paid out of your 10%. That's highway robbery. So the losses that's being taken by the majors, Man, they trying to make it trickle down on you, but you can break wide. You can kind of do so, your so. own thing. You know what actually happened in the music business? They, when we set up our deal, we thought, okay, we're going to pick three or, uh, three markets. We're going to go East Coast, Midwest, and South. And you can say, I mean, uh, West Coast, Midwest, and South. Now, you can do it however you want to do it. We usually was going to start off with three regions and bridge it into the fourth, right? Now when I set out to make a, make a record, we just released two singles, two dubstep singles, me and uh, 
uh, my artist Aristotle. I, I manage him as well. Amazing. Hey, shout out to Aristotle dude. the Great, man. Let me, shout hey, let me out say. to Aristotle the Great. Hey, Aristotle now, the Great. You know, you know, he made the Baytown video. He made our Baytown video uh, uh, intro. Everybody on the road, get ready for the I Baytown like intro. Yeah, he did our intro. That's dope. I like yeah. that. There you go. But look, what I was saying was now when we sit down and we plan on the release of a single, not even an album, of a single, now we say, where do we want? Okay, well, we're, we're going to put it in the clubs in Japan first, and we're going to put it on the radio. We're going to put it in Fashion Week London. Uh, uh, second, and then we're going to put it on the radio in Germany. So now there's more blocks for us to grind on. We're not locked into Seattle, to San Diego, and over to Miami, and up into Ohio. So let me ask you this. Are the days days of, let me say this, are are the days of, okay, here goes this dude, he's a hot artist. We're going to sign him to a major. We're going to, we're going to uh, have him go out. He's a rapper, but see, I think the, I think I think what's different is, the, like when Jive had twenty artists, it's like everybody had a story. Everybody been through a whole bunch. Everybody was like, if if somebody was rapping and he said he was this, that, and the other, they was able to run his street, run his street cred instantly, and the feedback instantly would be like, oh yeah, he's but he's a rapper, but he's, you know what I'm saying. So you 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 come with the package, whatever. You know, whatever his baggage is, it's come with the package. But it's like, right. do, these, do these labels now? They 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 to the point where I'm not taking that risk. Like you know, like a like a TI. Like I invest this amount of money, and I'm expecting something to come back. But you know, because of their personal lives, I'm not able to reap the, or we can't reap the benefits. So why do why should I give these niggas a chance? With you know, like you said, the, the labels are the bank. So I'm going to the so so just like if you go to Wells Fargo or Chase anything I go up in there and if I ask them for five dollars I better have a suit on or something and come showing how much this that and the other so it's like before like how they said a hey, baby what thirty million it's like how the labels gonna trust people nowadays to say or hey Ray Love hey I want to give you two million dollars for your whole your whole roster and, and you just put them out you know are people ready for that right now in this climate well, I mean. The, the the major labels, first of all, has never given a shit about his artist. Not now, if you can go far back as Billie Holiday, Cab Calloway, Duke Ellington. If you needed heroin to get on the stage, they don't have some heroin there for you. You know what I mean? If you needed some weed, and you needed a drink, if you needed women, whatever it was that you needed, the industry would cater that to you. And they always played long term because the funny thing about a bank and loaning somebody something. Those banks, and part of why we got into economic trouble is because they were gambling on the loans that they were giving to people. So if you were T.I. or you were uh, Ray Love when I was young um, and you were risky type of loan, they bet both for and against whatever said loan. So if you were Britney Spears and you were low risk, they can put a little bit more money into you. If you are Ray Love, they're going to kind of like watch how they, how they move with their money. But they, it's never about the, the artist. In in, in right. itself, you understand what I'm saying? And, but and you know what's funny? Because because at the end of the day, they they still own the majority of the catalog. So either way, whatever happens to you personally, they still gonna reap some kind of benefits eventually. Yeah, you remember well, getting? Did you guys watch Get Him to the Greek last year? With uh, yeah, with, yeah. with Puffy, you know, he kind of did that yeah, same yeah. thing with his artists. He was like. 
whatever, man. Just 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 fill him up, give him his drugs, put him on stage. We got to sell out this concert, you know. And it's kind of right. like that, you know. Puffy came at, at it with uh, uh, he he already knows how the labels are because he's on the inside of the label. He owns the label, so so I think that right. that's because, right there. That's because it, in entertainment, we we have never ever ever one time kept it one hundred percent like we say. That's why the realest gangster rappers don't become the biggest gangster rap artists. You understand what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. we always sold it like it was a situation of uh, okay, well this is the real deal. When in actuality, most of the people who elevated were cartoon caricatures of the people that they were actually representing and emulating. So you have a guy who makes pimp records, but he never actually was a pimp, but he was around a lot of pimps. You understand what I'm saying? And and for a label, that's a, a minor risk in, investment, and that's perfectly fine. But if you're a gangster rapper and you really out there robbing and shooting and grinding and shit, yeah, you is a high <laughs> risk role. You know what I mean? They definitely is betting on you to fail, <laughs> and you don't want to you don't want to position yourself in a, in, a, in a spot where people is gambling on you to be a loser. You know what I mean? What you really, honestly, how we got in all this trouble in the entertainment business is that we wanted something for nothing, the same way that people got into trouble with their finances. If you want something for nothing, you want somebody to give you a fan base, oh, I'm going to sign with Def Jam, and they're going to give me a fan base. Well, then when you leave Def Jam, guess what? The fan base stays with Def Jam, and you go on with the same shit you came with. You have to build your own fan base. One person at a time, one DJ at a time. I heard Gary Archer say this, and it was genius. One uh, radio station at a time. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like right now, everybody who I I come across, I'm like, you know, if you like what we do in the least bit way, you know what I mean? Here's here's the address to Ray Love Entertainment at Gmail. You send send, hit me with an email. And you'll get free music for life. And not just music for me. Like, just the hottest shit. We, we put out rock. We put out R&B. We put out rap. We put out dubstep. We, you know, we current and we modern and we hip. And every week you get free music. Because one and thing you know that what? I learned is keeping those people and happy is our job number one. And you know what also is that uh, it's, good, it's good for a lot of people, especially if you're from the 90s, because you know that, it's coming that the ninety we in the nineties right now basically and, and and it's about to get it's about to feel just like the nineties. So having the information and knowing how to do it independently is gonna serve a whole bunch of people you know, in the streets and you know, it being you know, up and coming people trying to come up that won't have access to a label. Yeah, you got your Twitter, but it's also that footwork that you really gonna have to put into these different venues and these different, you know, these different record stores and whatnot. You know that you're gonna have to figure it out. You're gonna have to get from behind that computer, and you're gonna have to hit them streets. And and the cats that came that that came up in the '90s had to had to get out in those streets, like you know, had to perform at some of the most gangsterous parties where it was it really went down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now that it's a little more more tamer. And easy, you know. You know, if everybody play it the right way, you can make a lot of money because you, you, you know, you still got fan base. You, you know, especially if you want legendary status, legendary street status, ghetto celebrity, whatever. If you just play, if you play it right, 
and, 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 and do it the way it's supposed to be supposed to be doing like the biggest that ever did it showed you what not to do like you know like somebody like a ti you got to learn from a ti somebody that was on top had a movie takers all that and went right back and just recently just got out and because he got picked up on the tour bus he right back in until the end of the month like they don't give a fuck who you are you know what i'm saying so it's like you got to play it even smarter if you don't got if you don't have the power and the, and the lawyers and all that that he do, they just right now showing you that they don't give a fuck about you. So you should really tread more if you want to be successful. If you want to be successful in this in this rap industry, in, you know, in this music industry today. You, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I mean, you know, uh, I think you have to be relevant. You know what I mean? And that means that however Puffy did it to blow up his his uh, life and his brand. However, uh, E-40 did it or Tupac or whoever, you're not going to be able to do it like that. The terrain is different. A great general does not, he's not, he's not thinking about what the next general did. He's evaluating his situation, his battlefield, and, and, and uh, making a plan that fits that. For, for me, I realize that I have all these eclectic artists over here that do a little bit of everything. So I kind of had to spread my, 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 uh, my ideas around for how I wanted to approach it. I got some artists that really like their stuff is made for like, you know, the the fashion, high fashion runway. So we, we targeted that area. You feel me? I got one that's like a kid back that, you know, has his own little following of four or 5,000 kids. So we, we play to that area. But it's like it used to be we would have one label, and then the label was basically the same brand, like Young Black Brother Records. We knew who we were targeting. We knew who we were making records for. Now it's not so clear. You know what I mean? We just did uh, the two singles that's playing on um, that's playing on uh, CBS on uh, Live 105 and 99.7. You know what I mean? We just did that, and I'm getting responses from Africa, from South Africa, from Soweto, from Japan. So you don't know who's listening to your stuff no more. Hey, you Ray. can't even make make records like that no more. Hey Ray. Yeah. Who 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 wrote that yeah. song for you? London. Japan. <laughs> New England. <laughs> hey, 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 you wanna know what's funny about that? Is that <laughs> I was I was think all the places that I could think of, it's like you know they got certain spots that's just tailor made for for an entertainer that you want to go and perform at, you want to play at. Like here in the, in in Northern California, we have Chico, or you know they have Santa Barbara. You know what I mean? I remember playing uh playing San Diego with Shock. We did Girls Gone Wild and Playboy Channel, and it was just we had the best time. So I wanted to name every place in the world that I either went to or had or was. I'm planning on going to, for the most part, a lot of the places I've been to. You feel me? So I wanted to do it like that. I wanted to talk about the best places that I would want to go. If I could do one solid tour of the funnest cities and the funnest environments, that's what it would be. And people just took it like that. And you want to trip off something about that song? Uh-huh. I'm never actually, I'm never actually telling anybody to do anything. Uh, you know, whatever it is that you right, do right. is just insinuated. So everybody takes the song different. If you're a druggie, you, you get excited about taking drugs in those places. If you're a <laughs> whatever, whatever your thing is, if you whatever, you feel me? So that's, that's uh, to me, that's the, the markings of a, of a great song, man, for real, and left to interpretation. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely left to interpretation. I was listening, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Hey, 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 it took I had listened to it like three times. I was like, is he saying anything else? <laughs> nope. And, I, and, and the thing <laughs> is, you got you got you got a trip. You got a trip. We had this huge debate at the studio because my sister is like, you know, she's from the same school of thought as me in terms of uh, we always looked at ourselves like lyricists. We want to make music that is uh, impactful and and uh, that that really touches people and, you know, uh, really takes something and, and turns it into, you know, a, a situation where it's unforgettable. But sometimes it's like uh, I got to the so far to the point in terms of my intricacy. I did this song called Treason, where I actually walked the, the fine line of renouncing my American citizenship. And the song is actually illegal for something that I say in it. And I like it, right? But Nobody felt about the song the way I did. And then I do a song like that one where I'm not actually saying anything, right? right. And, I, and they play it all over the world. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is like, I mean, it's almost a slap in the face for a person like me who focuses so hard on trying to get a message across. And, and if I'm going to do it, you know, I try to do it to the 10th power, and then I go in and I just say a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people love I, I think so. that's got to be the weirdest thing because I swear you was, you didn't say nothing in that song except for get your hands Absolutely up. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what the, you know what it is? The concept is like if you listen to a lot of dubstep, dubstep music is instrumental. You know what I mean? It's more about how it makes you feel. You know what I mean? And it's more about, it's less about um, you defining for people. For example, it's like if you read a book, and in this book, I'm giving you a description. You can picture it however you want to picture it. But if, I'm, if I make a movie, then I have to paint that picture for you. And that's why people always tend to say, man, the book was better than the movie. <laughs> right. You did? Hey, you know what, you know, hey, you know what tripped me out? Because when, when, uh, when I was watching Cube, um, when I was watching his Behind the Music, and he was talking, and he was, he was, they was interviewing him, and he was talking about he was like, man, they he's like, they got Compton looking like it's it's like they make they got it looking like it's a war zone like L A they got L A looking like a war zone, but it was like right. you man you painting the picture you the one that's that, that you know what I'm saying <laughs> you telling you telling us how we supposed to like if we ain't never seen it in our minds when you wrap it like that that's how we we envision it that you you know everybody rolling around with a in a six four on D's. But you know what, that's that's what I, I feel like, you know, for all the talk, you know, when you hear Oakland you think about about riots and Oscar Grant and you know, street shit and crack and this, this and that, right? But I was telling my son, I was just tripping that there's a lot of good parts of Oakland. There's a lot of things. I bet you you could do a whole song about Oakland, and it'd be all fly and positive shit. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a lot of I things that are on an intellectual there. next level. You know what I mean? Not to mention the drop-dead gorgeous women out there, bruh. You feel me? There's a lot of good things about Oakland. So it's like it, it is. It's how we choose to paint the picture. But it has a, a lot to do with how we see the world, too. Some people get up every day and the sun could be shining, it could be a perfect breeze, and they still going to see it as a dark 
environment or, or you know what I mean, a desolate situation. And some people can get up, it could be overcast and cloudy, and they can only they can see through that. But you know what? On the phone, we got old Mises, number one fan. Are you there, Gail? Yes, Gail wants to open her big mouth. Oh, hey, Gail. You know, Hi, have Gail. you been talking about Mike's show that he's in? You know, Mike is in a, a production down in the dark room. Do you know that? No, I haven't. He didn't call in today. Oh, I want to put a plug in it for it because I've seen this show. Okay, tell they us about it. They took an episode of Star Trek, and they're producing it at the dark room, and they got all the inside jokes like, don't let the captain <laughs> sing because William Shatner can't sing for nothing, right. and about how Captain Kurt is like a slut with all the girls. And they have all these inside jokes, and they're doing it at the dark room on Friday. They start Friday and Saturday. That's Friday and Saturday. And it's going through September, as I understand, every Friday and every Saturday night, uh, 8 o'clock. And it's wild, man. I mean, this is better than some movies I've seen. It, they got the inside out. jokes. You know that guy who used to play Sue with George whatever? Yeah. He came out a gay some years ago. They got a little gay joke in there. And uh, I'm telling you, it's hysterical. So anyone who likes Star Trek, anyone who likes live stage show, should go down and see that because I've seen it, and it's funny as hell. All right. Are you guys going to go see it? Mm. Yeah, we're definitely going to check out Mike. That's on Friday and Saturday nights. He, I don't know if you're familiar with the original Star Trek. Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock. Are you familiar with that at all? Yeah, of course. Right. Everybody knows that. We're, we're 90. Well, I don't know. I run into people that don't know. Uh, he's playing checkoff, Mike. All right. All right, well, and we'll he check gets out to kiss All right, Gail, hold on too. a second. Ooh. Right back to you. Huh? He gets to be kissing up on a girl. All right. All right, is he playing you, Gail? Are you playing the Michelin Man? Say what? Nothing. Well, put you on hold. Hold nothing, on, Gail. Nothing. Right back to you. I'm not right. the girl in the All right, so Kitchen Radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's our favorite. Gail calls in every week, man. And, and you should have seen That's it one day. That. One day when uh when I was on the show and we took the hell Omizi took the uh took the spot and he had a, he had Gail on there for like an hour talking. She had a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> man, it was we love you, Gail. You're loyal to us. We love you. Hey, so so Ray, let me let me ask you real quick. Since we were talking about uh, we're talking about this rap beef, rap beef, diss songs, all that stuff today. Um, what do you know about the whole Tupac Biggie incident? Do you remember back then? What what did you know about it? What do you mean? How like, all that like, started? Yeah, you got to be a little more specific than that. I mean, okay, I know me, quite a bit. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was. Back 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 then, back when uh when Biggie came out to Sacramento, you know, I was working radio then. Um, I sat in the I sat in the in the hotel room. I was in the hotel room with Junior Mafia and Lil Kim was like in the in the she was in the room right next to us, right? And they told right, me right. they told me the whole story how, how they was up in the uh in the studio and they seen they seen Tupac and they was like, Hey, come up and they was like, Biggie, Tupac's here, he's going to record somewhere else. And and all of a sudden, that next thing they heard, they heard they heard shots, right? And it's crazy because 
they were sitting there telling me themselves, this is before it even blew up or, or any of that shit went bad. And uh, that's the same thing that, that that they retail on the on the Biggie, like on the Tupac Biggie shows. Um, right. You know, well, so basically I mean, what they were saying is, is there were some dudes that was down in the in the in the lobby that was about to get somebody anyway. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Okay, uh, on the East Coast, I guess it's not maybe not that much different from here. If I was anywhere in the country, I could almost tell a Bay Area cat in a heartbeat. Right, right. Like I could look at a cat back even back before everybody started dressing the same. I could tell a, a Vallejo cat from a Richmond cat. From an Oakland cat, from Frisco. Especially like you said, in Vegas, you can see that. Right, but th- check it out. So that being said, on the East Coast, they got this thing in Brownsville, Brooklyn, where the only people who wear brown military fatigues. There's a lot of different neighborhoods back then that wore military fatigues, but it was only uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn, that wore brown military fatigues which is what the cats was wearing when they were sitting downstairs. So you got half the building is from Brownsville. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Big everybody. Then Now they got these two Brownsville stick-up kids sitting down there waiting. Well, who are they waiting for? When when Big and everybody comes in and they see these cats from their neighborhood, what's up? If you're from the, the crest side of Vallejo and you see another crest cat, you're going to act like you don't know. you be like, what's up? Oh, that's my man. And then, whoa, whoa. Okay, well, who are they waiting for is the question. Yeah, they're waiting for you somebody who wasn't from now, now, here's the thing. I, I don't think that Big or Little Caesar Leo or whoever the fuck a Little Kim personally set Pac up. What I do think is that there was an environment and a situation where everybody knew that something was happening. And if you're the only outsider... Guess who this probably happening to? All right. Yeah. Exactly. But you know it's a trip. What I'm you, know, it's a, you know, you know it's a trip, right? Is you know, um, um, I, we was out. Me and Forty was out in New York. We went to that same studio. We was out there when uh, we was out with did something with Bosco. He let us hear that uh, Gold Digger song, right? So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at where the studio actually is, and, and a lot of people might you would think it was it was in some like shady shady setting. But it's really right there, you know, on the main strip, right where everybody be walking, right? Like, so it's so it's not yeah. like they was lurking, like they was lurking in some projects or something, and the studio was, up, you know, no, like, no, 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 like no. A, it wasn't nothing like that. And and here, let me let me go on and and, and take what you're saying and turn it up <laughs> a little bit, bro. You is absolutely right, and it's a great point because while Tupac's walking in, there's actually a police officer that is sitting in front of the studio in his car. Garden store. Now, if you're not familiar with again with New York and how things work, you might not understand that when you see a police officer on post like that, they're usually defending a particular building. First time I bought weed in uh, New York, I bought it from a bodega. And when you go to the bodega, that they you go in there and you want to ask for uh, what was it they said hydro, like hydroponic, right? Right. And he would put it in these little glass jars. And every time you would go to buy weed at the bodega, there was always one police officer sitting inside one car parked directly in front of the door. So when he walked into the studio, 
there was a police officer, there was two stick-up kids, and a whole neighborhood full of people, most of which was from Brownsville, and I think one or two of them was from Harlem. But overall, it was a Brownsville party, and he was the only outsider. And it was one of them kind of things where, like, man, come on, man, I know a lot of big stick-up kids, not just in the Bay Area, in L.A. If I'm going into a spot and I see any one of them dudes, I know something is going on because that's what they do for a living. <laughs> I mean, you, you can almost, being, being from, like, in, like, the street, you can almost feel like when something's going, going down. You would always feel like something's look, going down. But, 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 but. For them to be brazen and do because nobody got caught, right? Nobody did anybody get caught? I don't Hell think so, right? No. no, that's what I'm saying. So for them for that to Ain't go no down there, for that to go down there on that strip, they had to go right back inside the building. They couldn't have ran down the street because there's there's nowhere to go. You're gonna get caught because you're right in the city. You're right where it's at. But what? But that's. But don't you get what I'm saying? That the person who who did that to Pac had enough power to have a police officer not there to secure the location. That he was a, a part of securing the the environment. He was making it accessible. Do you understand what I'm right. saying? And I'm I right. am right. saying that that the New York Police Department was absolutely complicit in the sense of there's this police officer there. There's a shooting. All the people get away, right? It's a robbery right. shooting. This police officer never actually leaves, and he doesn't know that anything is going on parked directly in front of the building with people <laughs> running way. and screaming and guns going off <laughs> and the whole thing, right? right? He the doesn't know nothing happens right. until the other police get there. Right, wow. right. And, and the only way, there's no way, there was no way to get away if you did run out it's unless you ran to the subway or unless, which is, you know, so it's like, I, I I don't know. It's, it's it's fishy, but at the same time, he Park had his own. He had a right to think the way he thought, and that's why he went. That's why he went at him like he did. Uh, I mean, when you hear it, when you hear it, and that hit I'm him a, up, you know what I'm saying? He took like it. I'll say this. I'll say this, and because uh, you know what I mean. Certain things I'm ne- I'm never finna engage in too far of a conversation about. I'm not a debriefer, and, but I will say this. Pop know who he knew who shot him. You know what right. I mean? Everybody knew who shot and who did what and the whole thing. But a lot of times what happens is it's like if I come, put it like this, let's say we cousins, right, and I, I come to your hood and I'm in your hood with you, you feel me? And Cass is plotting on getting me, and, and you, like, you kind of know that Cass is plotting you're on getting You're responsible right? regardless. Yeah, anything happening to me, you're yeah. responsible regardless, right? Right. At, at least even if you're not responsible in in beforehand, definitely in the cleanup, you need to pick a side. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody 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 picked their side, and it wasn't on Pox, and so that it is what it is. Hey, I don't uh, know if y'all heard about this. You get you get what you got. But let me let me ask you this because it was important, like you know, like you know, when you distinguish real and real and fact, like. Like in the movie when 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 he said, "Man, I'm just trying to get this money." Like, was that a was it a point where he really did, wasn't tripping too much? Like he wasn't mad no more and was like, "But I'm gonna keep it cracking because his money is flowing in." Or do you really just feel like he was just, he just hated him to the day he dies? Because I know I heard Biggie say he didn't really even want that to happen to do. And I and I don't know if Pac really wanted him dead like that. But do you think that it was just? But just between those two, it was it was a money thing, and not really. I want to take your head off. 
No, I don't think it was necessarily a money thing. I think there was a lot of things. Let me tell you something. When I first heard Biggie's record, soon as I when I first heard it, I was like, man, this nigga that just bit the shit out of pot. And how, let me tell you how I know. Which one? The record? No, 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 no. When I first heard "Ready to Die," let's go back a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Part yeah. Of, the seeds, the seeds of discontent between them really started. You know what I mean with the with the release of that. Like he had his feelings about the shooting thing, but it's like then after the shooting, and you in jail, and then Big comes out, and he's basically done your whole routine. If you go back to the to that time period in hip hop, in New York hip hop more specifically, there was no Biggie Smalls and no Jay Z's. Erased them out the game. Hip hop, hip hop really was supposed to sound like uh, Wu Tang Clan. Right. You know what I mean? That was real New York hip hop. Wu Tang Clan, Karis One, yeah. Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah. ETMB, but I mean, I'm talking like about, that. I'm talking Classic about, hip-hop. I'm talking about during. No, no, no. You're talking about originally. I'm talking about during that time period. If there was no Big and there was no Jay Z, and Jay Z was kind of like doing what Big was doing, and what was Big doing? Big was making California records over East Coast beats. He was now, rapping. His his I, what he was talking about was because what people don't know is that he was damn near thug life. Okay, he wasn't bad boy and all that shit. That was a recording deal. He was damn near thug life. He fussed with thug life. He he came was in California with thug life. He did a bunch of things with thug life, including recorded songs. And when he came to New York. Um, I remember there was a cover that said um, it was Source Magazine, and it said King of New York question mark with Biggie Smalls right there. And what they was basically saying in the article was is New York didn't like the fact that the way he came, when he first came out, it wasn't the runaway hit that, that Cats is remembering in hindsight. They really, a lot of the New York East Coast purists for hip-hop thought that what he was doing was like kind of making some, some, some West Coast records. He was really talking like how we talk and addressing shit in the way that we address shit. And they and the, the more purist was into Wu Tang Clan, so when Pac heard that and he realized it, it was like you know a lot of cats from Thug Life ended up you know doing some touring with Biggie. It was like one big family feud because you know both of them being Gemini's, they had a lot in common. So once it became a little family feud, and some people went this way and some people went that way, that was where it came from. That was the beef right, right. there. It really had nothing to do with. We got we got we got Batani. What's up, man? I, I don't know if y'all heard about this or if this is just a rumor, but in June, um, AllHipHop.com had released an article saying that uh, somebody associated with Jimmy Henchman had shot uh, Pac in that studio and that Jimmy Henchman had paid him to do it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, heard heard about, I don't know that. if y'all heard about that or if it was just a rumor. I remember when that came out. I remember when that came out. I was like, damn, the whole East Coast West Coast beef could have been squashed. It would have came out earlier. Yeah, but you got to remember, it was it, circumstances was very different. The reason why it was fertile ground for that, even though the Tupac Biggie thing wasn't an East Coast West Coast beef, it became that because if we think yeah, about the media this, made it. You had no, but it was already the seeds had already been getting sown for years, probably about maybe four or five years before that. All the way from the West Side Connect stuff, the Ronnie O and Joe Cooley fuck New York, that was going way back, right? And mm-hmm. what it was all about was is 
when we wanted to get our own, when we, we was like the first real breakaways from the pure traditional New York centered hip hop. You know what I mean? And when we broke away, that made everybody else want to break away and have their own too. So it was always this little thing where we was looking for some type of acknowledgement from New York that was never going to come um, initially, at least not for quite some time back then. So when, when all it took was, you know, two or three cats like, you know, Ice Cube and them and Pac and, you know, Death Row and just to be on some fuck the East Coast shit, which is crazy because Tretch is like, you know what I mean, he's an East Coast cat. And, and got nothing but love for Pac and for Thug Life. You know what I mean? Uh, the cat who robbed Biggie in New York robbed him and, and pulled him out of his uh, his um, Lexus and, and then yelled, Thug Life. That was a New York cat. That wasn't California that did that. So uh, but you know what's fun- you know, completely you know, not real. You know what's funny? Like, I, you, I bet you, I bet you, uh, I bet you, uh, like like Biggie like like they say Jay Z would never tweet Benny Siegel and be like fuck you nigga like like Pac wouldn't have never tweeted uh, you know Biggie and be like you know what I'm saying like like that's why I say it's like cats is is, is is different is different hip hop is different now because like Dr Dre wouldn't wouldn't tweet easy like you know what I'm saying like like we got we got if it's hip you got to do it we letting the tw- the Twitter I feel like Twitter is is like it's the devil. To some degree, like it's good and it's bad because, like I said, there's a, there's no emotions in the shit. So, like pulling it pulling it back is like, you know, if they was if when when everybody starts choosing size and whatnot, that's what's not that's the part that ain't good. And, you know, you, like how you said, everybody got to start size and then they start funking. Like just because of these two people, if if they say I say something to this person and he say fuck me, fuck you. And now we ain't got nothing to do with that, but, but now we we discording on some other shit, and now we funking just because of and the inception came from that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's why that's what's not good about it. And when it start hurting your pockets, and you know, like oh, we got to cancel this because this person is coming through, and, and we got to get extra security, and, and so we got we can't have this artist because this artist is beefing with this artist, and you know, like it's that it changes that. You know <laughs> You know what it is, bro, not to cut you off. You know what I just thought about? It's like the concept, how I see it. It's like if you got a sister, and let's say your sister, uh, her her boyfriend is like your homeboy, like y'all know each other and y'all cool, right? Now, every time they fight, you're in a position where, like, you take your sister's side against your homeboy, but she always goes back to him, and now you got folk with him over some stuff that had absolutely right. nothing to do with you. Yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah right. Now, both of them is bad with you. Because you cool and you cool We need more independence, man. We need people to think for themselves. You know what I mean? If right. you got something to say, you don't have to wait for the next cat to say it first. Just get it off. You know, get off where you get mad. But in doing that, be prepared to take the criticism and point it back at yourself. Because trust and believe, you know, a lot of times people jump out half cocked and say stuff. You know, cats be buzzing or loaded or something, and they just said something that they felt. But when you wake up tomorrow morning, just like in real life, you got to be able to stand on that. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, you know what I feel? I feel like a motherfucker can change your, you can change your mind. Like you, everybody is human. Sometimes you be like, you know what? Yeah, I was on one, man. I'm, I ain't feeling, I ain't feeling that no more. So, 
You know what I'm saying? Like you could everybody can have you could change your mind if you choose to. You ain't gotta go just because you on a path on one path don't mean you can't halt it and just say, Oh no, you know what? I, that ain't cool. I see where this is going. That ain't cool. I'm gonna do some other shit, some more some more popular shit. Some you know what I mean? Because of the situation. Let me ask let me ask, uh, let me ask Batani Vanquish right here, he's in the studio with me right now. Um he just he just releasing himself from Gorilla Milk. So so is there is there any kind of beef with you and uh young Haiti uh, no, as far as that goes? It's nothing like that. It's just that uh, uh just when you when you in a group or well anything when when you're doing music, you know, you're supposed to appeal to your audience and if you ain't appealing to your audience, if you ain't making movies making music to the audience that you trying to reach, then you know, you're not really doing your job. So I feel like they trying to reach a different audience and trying to do a different style than what I'm trying to do in the music. So, you know, it's just best for me to make my music. Right. Hey. <clears throat> okay. Cause yeah, I, I know how, how, uh, from what I get from young head, he kind of like, he, he, he quick with the, with the barrel as far as, you know, he what blow up quick. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I can see like him. On Ed, like, like, like we cool and everything, but, like I said, it's it's just basically the the root of the music and everything was uh what's going on. Like like uh me personally, like I don't really like the mediocre songs and uh, you know, the uh trying to sell an image rather than music. Me I'd rather just sell my lyrics, you know. Right, what I mean? right. Okay, well maybe we have to hook up with Ray Love. Are you taking uh new artists? Uh, I'm actually not right now, but I'll tell you what I am doing though. I feel like it, it's a, a much better game when you know, we can uh, talk with each other and reason with each other. And, you know what I mean? Any way that I can help any new artist, as far as, like, connects or conversation or anything, I'm open to it. You know what I mean? I feel you. It's, you know what? You know what, bro, bro? It is a battle between substance and um, and also, like, what you, you know, uh, what you want to get across and how you want to sell it. Because people want to put you in a box as an artist. They they don't know how to sell you if you're just trying to be just all real. You feel yeah. me? So it's a lot of times it's a battle between two different people's way of looking at it. And I guess with, with any group, that shit like a marriage. You feel me? You got to yeah. have some type of comfortable medium. And, you know, some people be heavy with the gimmicks and some people be heavy with the substance. Me, like I, we was just having this debate before you got on the phone. I said, man, I done did hella songs that was so deep, that was just so raw. Oh, yeah, yeah, I but heard man, you. It, it didn't blow up. And then all of a sudden I do this song where I'm just naming cities. I'm halfway, I'm only rhyming half the time. I'm in there like cracking up like it's a joke. And it's like <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah, bro. I, I say hey, 16. Some of the dopest. Some of the dopest groups, man, was was it was you know was was people with different personalities, and when especially when you're in a group, man, you, I mean, if you 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 just got to do be you in the group. If you you know like every group I've ever seen where everybody was different, the one person like a you know you you may have a Drew Hill, but Cisco's gonna stand out just because one thing. But it's like it's like every 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 group that always different is good. That's all I'm saying. If, if, if NWA everybody was Ice Cube, it wouldn't be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you're right yeah. about that. But, but you know Check what? Check it out. We're going to listen to his cut real quick. It's called On the Rise. This is Batani Vanquish. Soul Kitchen Radio. Check it out. Ray Love's on the phone. Omizi Batani Vanquish is in the in the studio with me, and Gail is is patiently on hold. Thank you, Gail. We'll be right back. It's Soul Kitchen Radio, 714 
694-4150. Get in right now. So Kitchen Radio chat room is open. Peace. I'm saying it's your nephew, Turf Talk, man. Turf Sinatra, I rap for the mob. And you in the soul kitchen, man. Yeet! Let me tell you why they hate me Cause I'm overseas sipping lean With a sweetest model when I'm only 18 Bringing gritty bars where my squad think I take me On the road to riches and my voice is the gatekeep Lazy, females trying to Xbox plate me But I'm far from square so these bras can't face me Independent artists so these labels can't break me And I hate he ain't make me but the start is where he made me Sir, up, ma, you can catch a wave But I don't catch feelings, nor do I catch grenades These niggas talking shit, but ain't trying to catch a face So we catch them in the parking lot, slipping with the gaze Federalis watching, trying to catch us in the raid So I'm low-key, blowing tree to the brain Enclosed in the cave, with a Latin French maid And it's only one me, I'm the fucking ace of spade If money moves the world, being broke brings a stop to it Crime ain't no stopping it, hunger pains is why we cotton shit My niggas ain't got no sense, and raise us in the jungle Can't teach what's the promise in they nature to go hunting So stunt run here ain't cool, bruh Better take that ass to school, bruh The niggas you claim you trust be the ones to smack you with that too, bruh The draws ain't no better, they'll play you if you let them So I bag them and I ask them and forget the night I met them I pull up in that Beamer, 7 or 6 Her stilettos on the pedal, heavy revving and shit They telling on pips, them hollow tips are dressed for the get My niggas felons, only cause y'all telling this shit uh, The modern world is plugged with counterfeiters That's the way it's seen me, I'm on the counter team Moving me, powder cream, all rappers talking bricks now and never bungalow the kitchen I don't see the point of flipping Truth in every word I'm spitting Hitting hard, pretty shit I don't show no pity, bitch Bleeding for another chance But I ain't on that biggie shit Lyrically, I'm on my era Rapping like it's 96 That broad you call wifey Is the same bitch I've been grinding with Real niggas riding with me And our attitude is filthy Nobody gave us nothing Time to start gritting gritty Real niggas riding with me And our attitude is filthy Nobody gave us nothing Time to start gritting gritty If money moves the world Being broke brings a stop to it Crime ain't no stopping it Hunger pains is why we cotton shit My niggas ain't got no sense Then they raised us in the jungle Can't teach what's the farmers And they nature to go hunting So stunt run here ain't cool, bruh Better take that ass to school, bruh The niggas you claim you trust Be the ones to smack you with that too, bruh These bras ain't no better They'll play you if you let them So I bag them and I ask them And forget the night I met them The models green gritty And my attitude is filthy Niggas wanna see me school So I keep the hammer with me I'm destined See face, you see the fire in my eyes I've been down and got up My niggas see me on the ride So Kitchen Radio, we're back. That was Batani Vanquish sitting in the studio with me right now. So Kitchen Radio, what you think about that, guys? Yeah, man, I like it. It was hot. I feel you, though. You know what I mean? You got some real things you're trying to get off your chest, man. And that that right there is the beginning of it. If you don't have any real fans, you want them to love you for you. You know what I mean? Not not, not for, for who you need to be or whatever. Because at the end of the day, you're going to rich and prior out anyway. You know, Richard Pryor came into the game pretending to be Bill Cosby, and then one day he just couldn't take it no more and just started saying all the shit he really felt. So if you gonna, if that's what the outcome going to be anyway, man, stick to your guns, man. Make them come to you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. Cause, uh, that's what's up. Yeah. All right, so, Kids Ray, we're talking about beef today, so I want to get into these couple tracks right here that, that is classic and, and something that we heard. That that we blew up around, well the country blew it up, and 
and that, that's talking about this Nicki Minaj, Little Kim shit. And I just want to know which one of these came harder. This, this shit, both of these these little cuts is pretty hard. So we're going to check it out real quick. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> 4-6-9-4-41-50-bitches. Funk Master Flex Night. Funk Master Flex Night. Funk Master Flex Night. Uh. Hey, yo. Pink Friday. Eminem. 8 now. It must help to sell your album or PayPal. Especially when you win the game 15, 20. You was hot when Shaq teamed up with Penny. Man, you was magic. I mean, look at you now, ho. You just tragic. You a tragedy. You a parody. Last name and first name. Goofy bitches and stupidity personified. Yo, Wayne, you want to go to the God side. You're tuned into the baddest radio show on the internet. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. It's funny because, you know, in asking people what they wanted to know, I mean, clearly you've been having this thing with Kim. And I don't know, just thinking about you and where you were from and that you're a rapper. And I'm thinking, sure, I know things have gotten crazy. And people are assuming, even though you say it's not specifically about her, that Roman revenge is... Roman revenge. Roman revenge. Um, you know, she just really jumped out the window. And you got to be careful when you pick fights. And that's what I've learned in this business. You just never know. Shut the fuck up. Want war, FedEx D, straight to your front door. It'll be a murder scene. I'm turning Pink Friday to Friday the 13th. I tribute Kim Clone Clown. All this buffoonery, the shit stops now. Time for you to lay down. I'm sick of the fraud. I put hands on this bitch like a spa massage. We all know your last names. What got you your job? Used to put together gimmicks, something like a collage. Since you're putting on the show, you gon' get the applause. Clap, clap. This your frame like a fucking garage. Yeah. This hood shit you and Drake ain't built for. This the shit the other bitch almost got killed for. I'm still counting with hardcore generated. Bet my shit keeps spinning like a syndicated. Corny board, I leave you bloody like administrated. Your hot air ass bitch should have been deflated. This ain't a championship fight, I've been the greatest. See, the fact is, what you doing, I did it. Blame trying to clone my style and run with it. That's cool, I was the first one with it. You the little Kim wannabe, you just hate to admit it. I'm the blueprint, you ain't nothing brand new. Check your posters and videos, you'll always be number two. I seen them come, I seen them go, still I remain. Beauty, you going on your 14th minute of fame. I'm over 10 years strong, still running the game. Cut the comparisons, I'm in a legendary lane. Fighting for a spot, child please, I'm solidified. With my hands tied, you couldn't beat me if you bitches tried. Either you're high, sipping that shit weighing on. I get top dollar for whatever my name on. Go stick your head in a tornado, brainstorm. I drop bombs, flex. Napalm, black and yellow, we'll pull up in your ghetto Giuseppe's when I step out, posted up in stilettos Pussy so pink like my kitty saying hello If I whistle, they'll pistol with you in all five barrels Come from Brooklyn, I'll be everywhere comfortably Now who pumped you and told you to come romp with me? You the type to run your mouth and then run for me I'm popping off in your hood with no company Come on, Queens ain't showing you no love I was there the other night popping bottles with the thugs You like Washington heifer, I'm Benji You got a buzz right now and I had a frenzy Oh yeah, what? You're tuning into the baddest radio 
show on the internet. It's Rick Camacho on Soul Kitchen Radio. On Soul Kitchen Radio. You know, it's a trip when I listen to those songs and I think about the Too Short Messy Marv thing. It's almost the same. It's like like she like Nicki Minaj will be Messy Marv and well, well, kind of not because Messy Marv is old 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 school in the game. But what do you, okay. what do you think about that that mix to kind of parallel? You know what? I, I I don't know, man. I I kind of just feel like how is uh how is Nicki Minaj gonna come in her man when she's obviously doing like her routine, man? And what I mean by that is before Little Kim, there was nobody in the rap game that ever came in like that. You feel me? That all ever right. went all the way in. And yeah, you know Kim was a little more graphic. She probably had a little more, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Ho in her or something. You feel me? But Nicki Minaj is like. You can't take nothing away from what Kim did before you. And as far as Kim taking off on her, man, I think it's just new new work and old work. How about right. that? Right, exactly. So, look, this, this is what I wanted. This is what we wanted to show. Me and uh, me and Omiz, before we started the show, we had a, a bunch of talks. And and he, was, he, said, he said, you know what, play my record, because my record shows you what the hell to do. We're we going to stop it before it even starts. So check this check this one out. This is Omizi, and this is his record. So if you wanna if you wanna come start beef, we are gonna end it before it even starts. Check this out right here, cause this is the shit right here. Check it out. So Kitchen Radio. This your boy Larry the Hard Hitter, sick with it, rapping Thomas C and T, and this is So Kitchen Radio. Yeah. This YouTube version, by the way, called me. I got shit to do. I feed a nigga ass. I got shit. I got shit. I feed a nigga ass. I got shit. Big ol' Meezy TGC. Let you know. putting it work. You know I'm out on the grind. On the always grind. keep a level head. Always pushing the line. So why you hating on me? You need on to me. focus on you. Focus do on what you. you gotta do. Walk in your own tennis shoes. Before I lash out, smash out. Controversy sales, huh? Fuck that back, back. Better get your mind right. Messing with a soldier. Steady on my mission, man. In game, insane. Thinking I'm gonna ever stop. Hit you with the molly. Why? Treat you like you never not. You just heard a faction. Action, action when I blasted. Off to the masses. Welcome to the temple. Come and get a dose. I'ma make it real simple. I just shake them off. Pray to God it won't. I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the nigga ass Off that rocker, act like you know I'll be the new heater, man, this black dope I'll be the nigga ass, I got shit to do I'll be the nigga ass, I got shit to do I'll be the nigga ass, I got shit to do I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the nigga ass, I got shit to do I'll be the nigga ass, I got shit to do I'll be the nigga ass, I got shit to do I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the Ass, I got shit to do. Shit Run to up do. on my crew. On my split that shit. That shit. I come from nowhere. From really nowhere. know I was there. I was you just wasn't aware. Timetable, no fatal. I'm a force to be reckoned with. Pimp that pin, switch it up and come back again. Nigga, hurry, African. Spit a verbal javelin. Over your head, enough said. I'm fast and accurate. Punch for punch, my blows create problems. I'm the calm before the storm. What drama? You can see it everywhere. Posted in the top spot. Haters, they gon' come and fuck. Just wait until my album drop. World tour, thank for Mike. Our name is Victory. For all those those think they know me, better check my history. Yo, beat, they don't mob like this. Like this. Yo, ass don't get beat like this. I beat the nigga ass, I got shit to do. I beat the nigga ass, I got shit to do. I beat the nigga ass, I got shit to do. I beat the, I beat the, I beat the, I beat the, I beat the nigga ass, I got shit to do. 
be in my waistband My plan, maybe not to be the hottest But you're gonna have to add me to the list When I spark this, be the sucker down Put him on display, tell him to repent Get on his knees and pray I'm bigger than your average, I come from a line of savages All over with a pig, eating money out of basket Your crew, they don't talk like this Your fans, they gon' flock to my shit That's what I say Swallow but the poking it Not the whoops the man, pick the can up and open it I beat a nigga ass, I got shit to do I beat a nigga ass, I got shit to do Hey yo, hey yo, what's good? It's your boy Big O'Measy, TGC, the great communicator. Sick with the lieutenant, sick with the deputy, the whole thing, man. And you tuned in to Soul Kitchen Radio. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. get ready. We're back. Omizi said he's just gonna beat your ass. He ain't got time to fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not going to tweet. Gonna tweet real, you, know, you, know, you know what I love about that? You know what I love about that? I, I was watching this uh, documentary, and MC Hammer said in, in in his neighborhood growing up, like everybody had guns, but you had to thump for yours. If you went and got a gun for another cat, or you tried to get, you know, the whole crew on some rat pack shit, you was looked at as a coward. You know what I mean? You had to thump. You feel me? So if you put yourself out there like that, you got to back it up. And I, and that's what I, I feel. That's a grown man ass record, man. I'll beat your ass. I got shit to do. You know what I mean? I got kids to feed. You know what I mean? I got to be home by dinner, nigga. I'm finna whoop that ass right quick, and let's just get it over with. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll be living in a better world if we, if we went back to that. Yep, it's but it's not. It's always got to be one cat get his ass whooped and the whole neighborhood got to go to war. That shit don't make no sense. Yeah. Yeah, man, I had, I had somebody, before I wrote that, man, I had I had somebody, they wanted they wanted me to concoct some beef. Like, you feel me? They wanted me, let's, let's act like we beefing so we can woo, woo, woo. I'm like, man, I ain't trying to do that shit, bro. Like, like you know, for what? That's like, even worse, bro. Man, it's like first of all, this supposed to be rap music in general. Like this whole game, this whole business is supposed to be fun. If you if you a rap dude, you supposed to get money, get at the chicks. You know what I'm saying? Go to hotels, fly from city to city, network with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Do other records, make big bread, buy cars, jewelry. That's what it's all about. But then when you gotta you start beefing and you gotta get security and then you gotta you know float ride different hotels and go to different. Like I think back in the days, man, we um. We had to do summer jam, man, and uh, they were saying that Forty had a beef with with with, with Biggie. You know, what I'm saying if if Forty was supposed to perform, and I, I got there way early. They got into it in the backstage. But look, but look, me and my brother JB, we 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 got there way early. I got my summer jam passes. I think it was my first time over there. This was like I think like '95. You know, what I'm saying I'm going to the venue. You know, when you backstage at summer jam, I was there. That's what I'm saying when you. But look, when you back when you backstage and it's summer jam and you got pay, I'm over there with Brandy and, and Ray J, man, when they was young, kidding play walking backstage, like I'm like, damn, this finna be big. What are you finna perform at this damn man? Hold up, the whole everybody finna and we at the hotel, we waiting for them to come get us, right? So I'm seeing so for real, so for real downstairs. They just get to the hotel. I'm like, What's up, man? So for real, that's big, that's crap wow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think I seen Drew. I think I seen Ray Love. Everybody was at this hotel, so we all waiting on our turn. Next thing you know, they like Biggie got to come. He got to perform, and then as soon as Biggie performed, he got to go. And then he was like, Too Short got to come, and then the Loonies got to go. Like they can't be and, like it was so much tension in the air. But I'm there. Like yeah. I said, I was there. I was there earlier, 
And I'm looking at what's going on. I'm like, LL Kuzi, all these people there. And I'm like, damn, we didn't even get to perform. You know what I'm saying? This was before I was performing with 40, but I was like, 40 didn't even perform. Like, it was like we was there all day sitting at the hotel. Everybody, I think Drew, everybody was coming to the hotel, and we was just sitting there waiting. It's like it's all because of this beef. And 40, he ain't really, I I mean, it wasn't even all that elevated. If the rest of the world would have really known that it wasn't that elevated, we could have really just had a a good time. You never know how history would have changed itself without just just incidents that just changed history. And, and we never, and Forty never got to perform, and it's just, it was, it's it just sickening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you know tell us real quick. You know tell us real quick, uh, Omizi, what happened with uh, when when Biggie was talking shit about Forty, and how that shit went down. I I, I had never. I, I know Forty Forty did an interview. He just t- he talked on it recently, so I let him speak for 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 what you know for that whole situation. But as far as where I was at. Went with the whole shit went down. I was in sack, you know what I'm saying, the part of the movie, you know, when Biggie was in sack. I was in sack. Me and my brother JV was doing security for the for the event. I was on stage with I was on stage with Biggie when they was throwing rock when they was throwing batteries and shit. You know, so I was like I was looking at my brother, I was like, bro, what they doing? I was like he was like, Man, they they throwing shit. I'm like I'm like, Man, it's crazy. I got I got off the stage, right? So we all back there. Biggie Biggie doing his thing, he came off. Next thing you know, Fast forward, I, I did. He was, we was all backstage outside behind at Cal Expo, behind the back, and uh, and Biggie was he was either drinking a forty ounce, you know what I'm saying, or he was drinking some Cristal or something. He was out there just 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 leaning on the uh, just leaning on the car. But he, it just so happened that that event, it was a whole bunch of you know sick with it, you know reputables that was back there, and he and, and a bunch of other folk, and he and he was off guard and. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It was really about to go down. I don't know about the a uh, whole bunch of cars and the click clacking and all that, but you know, he, he might would have got stomped out or something. You know what I mean? Like real tough, he might would have got stomped. I don't think it was no, he was gonna get murked situation. But, but uh, uh, Kevin Dixon, Kevin Dixon, uh, to this day, I can honestly say Kevin Dixon, Captain Saberhold, uh, saved him because he got he got forty on the phone when he was at the crib and, and they talked it out like bosses do. And then he and he and forty called it off, and that's that's my that's my that's what I saw happen, and and, and I and I never heard nothing after that. Uh, I don't know. You I can't the movie, remember. Yeah. The huh? What? Well, you seen the movie? I, mean, I, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even remember Puffy being there. I just know that. It was, <laughs> I just know it was, it was uh the dude that used to be on the stage with Biggie. He was hella swole, and he was always dancing on stage. I seen him, and uh, I don't even remember seeing Lil C. I just remember seeing. I don't remember seeing nobody run up. I know that much. I remember Biggie was just chilling, you know what I'm saying? He never hit. It don't even seem like his blood pressure, I think he was laid back high or something, but he don't realize what was about to happen. Nah, real talk, but he was just sitting, he was laying back. And like, like I said, either he was drinking some Cristal or he was he was drinking a 40-ounce, but he was like, no, I'm cool with dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they hey, let me, ask you, that let me ask you a question. What y'all think about the Biggie movie and the portrayal of Tupac in the Biggie movie? Oh, they picked the most. They, they picked the wrong. The, it, man, out of everybody, they could have picked, dude. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Wait, that was, that's real wait a minute. The, the same dude was in, uh, he was the same dude that played in, uh, whatchamacallit, in, 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 wow. And sucker free. Well, see, well, he had did, 
Yeah, but he had did that. He had did that. Uh, that he did the basketball movie with hot sauce where they was. And, and but his he it was like before he before he blew like before Hurt Locker. So maybe if he would have did Hurt Locker then that, then we would have looked at it differently. But we did. We, I we mean, played pocket. You got you got to believe a motherfucker. Like you, we couldn't believe his character. At no, that time. not at all. Man, dude, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey. It, was, it seemed like it seemed like it was written bad. You know what I mean? You like yeah, you know, if anybody who knew Pac that knew that more than he was a live wire, he was a cold, calculating thinker. You know what I mean? Almost every action was pre-thought and every move in a sense, but at the same time, he was reacting to what was happening at the at the at the at the time. You know what I mean? And I just felt like that movie is like that's what's wrong with with beats is that you got a lot of cats. And when you do a movie, I guess you can tell your story the way you want to, but that shit kind of adds to old beefs and all like ways of looking at people. Man, Pac wasn't really like that, man. They they knew what kind of dude that he was. You feel me? And, you know, right. now working on this clock movie, you know, there's always the opportunity to get your little digs in or whether you want to keep it 100. And I think the most important thing, like for me, and I, I don't I don't hate uh, Biggie or, uh, or any of that, man. I do think that the way all the different shit went down, it hurt the rap game seriously. It damaged us for years, man. After Pac and Big both died, man, the rap game went into a direction that maybe it wouldn't even have went into. You know what I mean? Uh, after that, it was like Master P time period. You know what I mean? And, it's funny and, how uh, everybody got their time it, periods. Like how how long until right. this? How long until the uh, the Little Wayne time period ends and somebody else comes up? I'm I'm giving well, away. I, I told you know what? I've given away for uh for Jackpot to come up after that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I I just want to see better music come back. You know what I mean? I think about this. In the eighties and even in the nineties. It was like, man, everybody had their own lane. It wasn't so many people clumped up in the same category. Even you know, if even if you look at the local scene, man, Frisco was doing a thing, but all the Frisco rappers sounded different. And all the Vallejo rappers sounded different. And all the you know what I mean? Richmond, Oakland, each different side had their own unique thing going on. And now everybody, you know, Ever since we went through the time period of the big white T-shirts, you know what I mean? It's like now everybody kind of used the same slang, you know what I mean, to where you can't even really tell what region or market you're listening to. You know, and you go from region to region, and the shit sound like elevator music because it's playing the same shit as L.A. and New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Hey, I wanted to play this one shit because this is like a crazy diss record right here. This is a Christian rapper dissing... Israelites. So, this one is crazy. Check it out real quick. What I love is what I love. Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? The most Christian rights activists. Semitic. Semitic means a sentence of sin, and we descended from him. What about Jews? What about Jews? You fool is a tribe, sometimes used for Southern, but never mentions the other nine lies. Judaism is a religion which traces Jewishness through maternal lineage. 
lineage So are they Jews? Well, religiously yes, but biblically no Many converted, not all, but physically most So what's the verdict? Where did the originals go? Ethiopia, Timbuktu, Zimbabwe, Ghana Scattered across the globe as transatlantic cargo As the prophecy told Deuteronomy 28 and 60 folks So if we didn't obey the talk Rock, then we'd be sold to our enemies Pope, the penalty imposed through centuries of bondage Oppression by cold-hearted devils who never show any respect to young or old. So, it doesn't matter, there's neither Jew or Gentile in Christ. Black or white ain't a factor, cause he paid the sacrifice. Wait, have you ever read Isaiah chapter 5? We were taken captive for a lack of knowledge we could not survive. The Most High made us a light to the nations. He expects more, so the consequences more devastating. Soul Kitchen Radio. 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 And, you know, he may make sense to uh, certain certain people, but in the big picture of why we do this, unless you just do poetry and see some people that do poetry, they don't really care about making no money, some of them. But in this, if you're in this rap thing, you're hopefully trying to feed your family in this day and age. And you sometimes you got to do what you got to do music-wise music, music wise to, you know what I mean? That's all. Yeah, man, I, I, couldn't, I could not agree more, bro. I, I feel like sometimes we don't prioritize. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, just like what you were saying, that that is only directed at a certain group of people. And how I look at music is that we really, as a as a musician and as an artist, we're supposed to be not only looking for new and different canvases to paint on. We're supposed to be trying to paint on the biggest canvas possible. So if they got if they got young people, right, young young kids or whatever, and <clears throat> they in Palestine. Or they in Soweto And the reason why I use like Soweto as an example Is because you know we released a, a Tupac poem um, Layla Steinberg and I have a collection Right And uh, the collection is like unreleased Tupac, uh, Tupac poetry and, and different shit But not just from him from All of us from a certain time period And we released a poem some years back In the event of my demise And six months later You know she was in South Africa and uh, she ended up going to Soweto when she was out there. Uh, Layla was out for the uh, for Winnie Mandela's uh, International Women's Conference, and she's walking through the ghettos of Soweto, and people don't have shoes, but they got but they have this huge painting of Tupac on the wall with next to the poem in the event of my demise, right? See, when you make stuff for like everybody, you go to Palestine and you see that they. They only, the kids over there only have really two rappers on the wall, Tupac and Eminem. And you wonder, what is the common denominator? Is that they talking about the raw elements that we all can relate to, love and hatred, pain, suffering, betrayal, being hungry, you know what I mean, wanting some shit that you don't got, you know what I mean, but like just that vast array, man, that's who you're supposed to be making music for, bruh. There's people all right. over the world that's hungry for it, and if you just making records for your hood, then don't be mad when you don't have no record sales. Right. That's real talk. I said, you don't have to be popcorn to make records for the world. Man, they got this shit in, in uh, South uh, London and Brixton called Grind, which is a version of gangster rap. 
You know what I mean? It's like that shit just as gangster as what we saying. The only thing is they doing it over house beats and different type of stuff. You feel me? So it's just exposing yourself to it. They got some version of what you do everywhere in the world. Believe me. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's for real. That's for real, man. Ray Love, thanks for calling in, man. This We're going to have to Much wrap it up. Man, we're going to wrap this show up. Y'all, good looking out. Uh, Ray, y'all, uh, uh, a real good day. Anytime you want to holler at me. Oh, and about that takeover, man, I'm going to have to take y'all up on it. Let me uh, let me get my show together, and I, I'll definitely be back for sure. Okay, folks. Yeah, I'm a definitely. I'm, I'm, I got your number already, so I'm going to uh, – I'm gonna hit you up and then and I'll give you all the all the information and we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Sounds good, man. You have a good one. All right, right. All right, bro. All right, peace. Gail, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, you you stayed. Oh, I just hung up on you. Oops, sorry. All right, I accidentally hung up on her. I thought it was Ray Love. Damn. Wow. Okay, so. Man, I think I, the, moral, the, moral, the moral of the story is, man, you know, man, it's about to get worse in these streets regardless of music in general. That's how I feel, you know what I'm saying? And that's just a waste of time. All that, all that rap beef is a waste of time to me. That's just, you know what I'm saying? The moral of the story is just beat a motherfucking ass and then that's it. Get it over yeah, with. Yeah, just seeing where they at and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Be a motherfucker, but it gotta be it gotta be real funk though. Like I, you know, if I get into it with somebody, man, it better be over a girl or some money or like you know something heavy though. But it had you to know, be when, I, when I'm out on the street. It had to be after me and you. Look, it had to be after me and you got on the phone, physically talked, and we at the end of the day we couldn't come up with a conclusion, and that's when that's where we at. But other than that, come on, man, grown ass man. You know, this is what I think when I'm out when I'm out and about and and. And, you know, people start talking shit or whatever. I I look at him as, you know what? I don't know you. You ain't a threat to my family. You ain't a threat to me. I'm just gonna walk away. It's all good. I'm leaving it alone. It ain't worth it for me to go to jail. It's not. That's that's that's, beat that's somebody's the ass. Right? It's not know. like what you. Yeah, it's like it's like. First of all, if you're a rapper, somebody could easily just book you or meet you at a show or something. You know what I'm saying? Or you know what I mean? So you always gonna have to have security with you and all that type of shit and that costs a lot of money, you know, overall. Or you're gonna have to you know, it's like it's, it's it, or you gonna you gonna end up getting in a fight, going to jail, having to sit down, get bailed out, some more shit it's gonna cost you more money, so why even you know it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, man. It's it's a fucking waste of time. People don't think that's, that's like somebody that's like co- like consequence, like consequence going that that kind of like what good what purpose? That's gonna oh yeah, you get it off your chest, but at the end of the day, is it beneficial? You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's the owner of good music and it and he make hit records and you know what I'm saying? Is it worth it at the end of the day? I don't think so. No, definitely not. So next week, next week we got a good show. We got a couple artists coming on. Um, it's on the. I don't I don't have it right in front of me, but we got we got some some people coming on. And I'm gonna try to get Bueno. Yeah, I, I know I said I was just gonna try to get Bueno this week, but I, I'm gonna hit Bueno and try to get him on because you know he be out there getting it, you know, say trying to make it unfold. So anytime you get people like that, like you know, what I'm saying out this way in sec, I, w- I want to make sure we get them on on the show. Right, right. Well, good luck, man. Have have a great show when you get out to to the Fresh Fest. Hope it works out. Hope you guys make it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm, t- I'm about to I'm about to get on this barbecue barbecue grill. I've been watching barbecue uh, pit masters all day. 
So that's what I'm about to do the rest of this uh, Labor Day. I've been learning tricks of the trade. Yeah, well, yeah, me too. I've been doing that. I got some chicken and shit we're going to throw on the grill today, probably. So it's all good, man. It's old Kitchen Radio. It's another week for Tiny Banquish. Thanks for stopping by. Most definitely. Hello. Hello. And we out. Get his new single. It's not on iTunes. Get it from us. Soul Kitchen Radio. Communication. Communication. Soul Kitchen Radio 1 at gmail.com. Hey, the, the duality, the EP, when's that releasing? Uh, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm finishing up the, uh, the EP, and then uh, I, I'll get an official release date. But right now it's looking like late October. When you're doing all that sweating and promoting, man, could you throw a shout-out to Soul Kitchen Radio in there one time? Off top, that's easy. Because that's you, that's you, baby, that's you. Tell them to listen to you. <laughs> Don't do it it's for me, good. do it for you. <laughs> uh, help me, help me, help me, help me. All right. Yeah, help, help you, me, help, help you, help you. <laughs> okay, folks. It's all great, we out. So kids radio, peace. So, so Soul Kitchen Radio.